Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. I feel like we should start this one. Why so serious? <laughs> blah, blah, <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't do this much. Why so serious? I can't do it. Why so serious? Like he, he just, <laughs> it's intense. It's so intense. So good. Uh, so good. Heath Ledger is the reason I stopped judging actors before I saw them play a character. I said, all right, yep. you got me from now yep. on. I will, I will wait and see. He is. He is. And like, I talk to people in older, like older generations, mm. and that's how they felt when Michael Keaton got cast as Batman. They were like, uh. what? Like, no, he does comedy movies. And then they saw it and they're like, yo, Michael Keaton's Batman. Like, this is <laughs> awesome. Right. And and so, yeah, I remember that. I remember they were like, Heath Ledger's going to be the Joker. And I was like, 10 things I hate about you, Heath Ledger. Uh, a knight's tale knight, knight's tale right <laughs> i'm like he's gonna be the joker who was last played by jack nicholson i was like it's gonna be terrible what a terrible like, choice who would do this but like it, it, and it's it, it's one of those things like looking back on it i'm like ugh, i was one of those kind of nerds like now if they announce a casting for something i just shut up Yep. I just shut mm-hmm. up and I'm just like, let's wait. And everyone now references yep. Heath Ledger's Joker yep. for that. It's Absolutely. like someone gets cast. I'm not a fan. I don't like that. Oh, they're not they're not good for the role. And then as soon as they see they're they after mm-hmm. after Dark Knight, because I remember people were ready to boycott the movie before it even came out. They were like, oh my God. And then he comes out and honestly, he sets the bar for those those roles and it's so unfortunate that you know he's no longer with us because my god like way too his talent was yeah right he was so good in that movie that the dark knight rises was bad because christopher nolan had plans for him to be in the third uh okay i was about to say now now (laughs) i said i said i will never i will never miss an opportunity to let our listeners know how I feel about <laughs> Dark Knight Rise. <laughs> yeah, you um, know. But but yeah, he he really set the bar, and I can't wait to break down this his character because his mm. character it really did change like nerd culture. And honestly, I, as great of a character as he was, there's some sometimes I worry that like people became obsessed with this Joker yeah. in the wrong way. Like, the way that he viewed society, they were like, that's me. I'm above it all. And it's like, no, you're just being mean to a waitress. Like, that's not, like, you're not yeah. the Joker right now. Like, you're just being a jerk. 
Yeah. You know, and in fact, <laughs> the, the Joker would see that as pathetic. Right. Right. It's like, because right. He, he, he'd say, uh, you're making fun of a waitress. No, you need to go murder your boss. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's one of those. Th- and so, yeah, it, it was it's it was very interesting when his character came out because it was like everyone. I'm going to set my I'm going to set my aim away messages as a Joker quote. And I'm like, why? You're not. <laughs> you're not going to blow up a hospital. Like you're just mad at your English teacher. Like what? Like that's just calm, calm down. But you know, (laughs) it's, it's interesting because you're describing this pull that people had for him in real life. That was also kind of shown in the movie because one of the things that stood out to me this time much more quickly than, than when I've seen it before is What's one of the first things you see him do? It's like the huge no-no. He kills his entire crew that does a job with him. And yet what happens? People continue to join his crew. They completely flock to him. They They completely flock flock to him. him. They do it anyway. They, They see what he's made of, and yet they're drawn in by all the money. They... I, I probably they can't fully comprehend just how far he's willing to go, even though they've kind of seen it happen probably a little bit too. And also I think that draw that you're talking about is, is in the movie and you know, they allude to it with other stuff like red hood stuff with, with the Joker yeah. and whatnot. But um, yeah, it, it, it's a very interesting parallel to the movie. Cause I was like, yeah. who, who's, what is going on? Everyone is still is, joining him, even though he's going to kill you. He is charismatic. He is charismatic. He is. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of people that still join pyramid schemes. Yeah. It's like you get into it. You've heard it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. You know it's a pyramid But maybe scheme. I'll be near the top of the pyramid. Maybe I'll be near the top of the pyramid, but also there's always that charismatic person that gives you yeah. the sales pitch mm-hmm. and never describes it as a pyramid scheme until after the first like $400 you spent. Yeah. And then it's like, the wait a interesting minute. thing about the Joker is he's so charismatic that he will, he will tell you absolutely. It's a pyramid scheme. It will ruin your life. And here's why you should still want to do it. Yeah. And then people yeah. will join. It's yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It and the thing that's so interesting about him is the Joker in this movie is very, very different from any iteration of the Joker I've ever seen. Because there's a lot of him that remind. it's almost like if they took the, the Joker that we are used to mm. and kind of molded him with the Riddler. Because he is, in this movie, an absolute master manipulator. Everyone he comes into contact with, he completely manipulates. Even when he is trying to scare somebody with his scar stories, it's like he 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 changes it up, and it's like this version of that story will freak this person out the most. Mm -hmm. This version of this story will strike fear into this one the most, right? And it's like, okay, we don't know how he got those scars, but they know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know their version of it, right? And, you know, and he just, he works the room. He does amazing crowd yes. work. <laughs> he does. And I I also keyed in on, I find it interesting that he keeps changing the story about his scars. And there's so many different ways that a person might react or respond to scars like that. I mean, think about it. Not, not mm-hmm. only does he have 
scars and, and damage that's happened, but it's on such a prominent part of his body, everyone's going to see it. And so what does he do? He highlights it with makeup and all these other things. And you're right. He uses it to his advantage and, and seems very disconnected from any kind of emotion right? where you would expect it to be. Instead, he's forcing that emotion out of the people around him to get what he wants. Yeah. yeah. And he's, it's amazing. He's perfectly locked in on being the ultimate wrong answer to all, all of these people's equations. And he mm. knows it. It's, it's like he says everything that he knows will drive a person to yep. their limits. It's like, oh, Batman, your whole thing is saving people. Well, first and foremost, let me just tell you, Batman, you're not a cop. You're not one of them. They think you're a freak just like me. Like he, mm -hmm. he knows exactly what to do yep. to make them tick. When Harvey Dent's laid up in the hospital and he goes to see him, you know he's the one that did all of this. Mm -hmm. And he says the exact right thing to yep. Harvey Dent. He's like, do I look like someone with a plan? And I'm sitting there like, hell yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah, you, you <laughs> put a bomb in the guy's stomach and then got caught on purpose after trying to, like, after blowing up the street to block that path off so they would go under, like, you are a master So I think that's the manipulator. thing. I think he enjoys the fact that you, you, you have to be the very thing that you're fighting against to achieve. I think he yeah. loves that. And he knows that people just can't comprehend it. And he likes driving people to the opposing side of what they truly believe. Like, like for example, he's all about anarchy and trying to throw away all the rules. How does he do this? By creating this very structured, organized plan for chaos. Think about that. Yeah. A structured plan for chaos. Yeah. But he, I, I think that is what drives him he loves the fact that that if you are trying to go too far in one direction you end up slingshotting to the other and he just yeah. loves pulling that out of everyone else as well yeah and like i said he's the ultimate wrong answer because even when when batman's like i can figure out this guy i just need to know what it is he actually wants and i love the story that alfred tells about the robber in the jungle that's just stealing mm. all of these expensive gemstones. And he's like, yeah, then we saw a kid playing with the ruby the size of a, like, tangerine mm -hmm. or something. He's like, yeah, because, and we realized he was just throwing them away. He said, because some men just want to watch the world burn. And that's the mm. thing. It's like the Joker is, this Joker is not after anything except absolute chaos and showing people they're the showing people not just showing people the ugliest side of humanity but making them the ugliest side yeah. of humanity and that's what's so scary about it it's mm -hmm. like he took harvey dent and made him into two-face he took batman and just like wrung him out as tight as he possibly could you know you the even the cops are in here and the, the cops are attacking other cops mm -hmm. because they're scared that the Joker's going to blow up a hospital with their loved ones in it. Like yep. he just drives people the and exact then, 
extreme opposite direction. And then what I really love, I love where does it fall apart? It falls apart with the um, people from the prison on the ferry boat, or maybe yeah. it's not a ferry boat, but whatever that is. Yeah, it was fair. It's a yeah. ferry, right? Um, yeah, it was fair. So there are the two ferry, for anyone who needs to remind, there are the two ferry boats, and there's the like, quote unquote, normal people who haven't broken the law, and da, da, da. And then you have, um, I forget which prison that they were taking them from, but. It was Blackgate. Was it? Okay. I think it was Blackgate, yeah. Um, so this shows how much I pay attention to these details, everybody. No one so- needs to know the name of the prison. Okay. <laughs> I just happen to, because I have a problem, but no one needs. I know. Keenan and I will talk and he's like this director and this person and this illustrator. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, no one, no one needs to know. <laughs> but you sound so impressive. Information. No one needs to know it. That's so- the only reason I'm on this podcast is because I know <laughs> That that's Blackgate Prison. Anyone could do what I'm doing right now. Well, I think I'm proving I couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so when it comes to these two fairy boats, like, okay, they each have a bomb. Who's going to set off the one for the other boat first so you can survive? And I love that where things fall apart for the Joker is with the folks from the prison. And, uh, you know, like people could argue, is this how it would really happen in real life, or is this more a cinematic da 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 that neither boat actually did anything? But what I really liked about it was, I think it plays on this whole thing that we're talking about about these extremes. And here are people that probably aren't to the extreme as the Joker, because oh boy, is he at the extreme when it comes to violence and lack of empathy and all of and manipulation, all these things. But you have people that can probably understand that side more. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I think that they don't, they're not slingshotting around like everyone else. And, you know, everything's turned on its head. They see a spade as a spade and the guy says, I'm going to do what you should have did at the beginning. And he throws the the trigger out the window. Right. And and I, I really loved that because um, a lot of times we, you know, we look at incarceration in prison and everything. And, you know, those are the bad people. And they so go frowned there. on. Yeah. So frowned on. So I love. They shouldn't ever be, va- be able to vote again. I know, because- right? They went to right, like they can't get jobs. They can't vote anymore, all yep. because too bad. Smoke weed one too many times, and yep. now yep. you're a criminal. So here, here ugly. we have. We should just blow you up. Yeah, and here we <laughs> yeah. have people, and it's like, okay, well, it's horrible. Yeah, and they had every reason to believe that the other boat would blow them up. You know, both sides believe, hey, the other ones are going to blow us up, and then. Um, they end up not doing anything. And it. I right. think that might be the only unexpected thing that happens to the Joker in the entire movie. Yeah. He, well, the thing is, it's, it's almost far-fetched how well his plans work. Like, yeah. even the one when he's like, I don't think he actually planned on getting caught by Batman, <laughs> right? Like, I don't, like, like in, when uh, Commissioner Gordon saves Batman, like, no, he thought, he, he thought Commissioner Gordon was dead. Like, there, some of his plans are a little too elaborate to be believable. I'm like, mm. okay. But part of playing, it, I think... You had to be playing, like, Lex Luthor-level chess to do that. Like, that was, no, part just of it, stop it. <laughs> I think part of it, too, though, is 
if you embrace the chaos, you kind of ride it like a wave. Right. It's it's the psychopathic version of mindfulness. Yeah. <laughs> where Yes. Where yes. Oh wow. He's, he's not getting stuck on the fact that it didn't go as planned. He's not getting upset about it. He's, he's not thriving on it. He's thriving on it. He says, "Okay, let's live in this moment and and right. see where things go." It it's kind of mindfulness in the scariest way possible ultimate go with the flow villain right because the thing is you look at that you look at that plan and it's like okay he got caught on purpose he put a bomb in this guy's chest he's in the jail cell with this guy while he's being interrogated he gets interrogated by commissioner gordon that fails then he gets physically abused by batman and interrogated Mm -hmm. he drives batman away the cop that's left in the room with him, he drives him into trying to fight him yep. and then takes him hostage. Right? He's any very good one at of those, people. Yes. Any, yes, absolutely. Like any one of those goes wrong and his plan doesn't work. Right? If that cop had waited outside of the room instead of inside the room. Yeah that plan would not have happened right and and it's just but it's phenomenal because even when he it's like he thinks everything through but at the same time like you said he's go with the flow because even the the opening scene when they first introduce him that bank robbery oh man it's so amazing it's so good even and and like everyone's just shooting each other in the back and even when the guy reads him and it's like I bet the Joker told you to kill me, didn't you? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, no, no. I killed the bus driver. Then the bus just hits him. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How did he time it that well? well There's think, no way. And think about it. Manipulation. That's that's what feeds him. He doesn't, he doesn't care about killing all of the people. Mm-mm. He wants to get them to kill each other. He does. And on top of that, what's... What makes him such a good villain is he doesn't have a plan. He just wants to ruin yours. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's interesting. It's like, and, and, and when he's talking to Harvey Dent, he's just like, all these people have plans. Mm-hmm. I'm just, a, he's, I'm, he's, he says, I'm just a dog chasing after a car. I don't know what to do if I catch it. <laughs> I just do things. And even then he's manipulating Harvey Dent. But at the same time, kind of telling them the truth. Because this man burned millions of dollars and then put someone on top of it just because he could. And then, right? Or yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I, I, um, I come in, I attack this group of guys. And instead of killing these guys, how about we hold tryouts and break a pool stick and one of them gets to join the crew? And I'm like, yep. what a menace. What an absolute <laughs> menace. Oh my god, what a horrible Tuesday for those guys. Yeah. Like So like, I was uh I was looking into different things that that people have written about this Joker and psychology. And uh cuz I was just curious kind of what what other people were thinking and it and it seems all of us seem to kind of veer in the same kind of direction where there's definitely this suggestion of psychopathy where he's a huge manipulator. He doesn't seem to really feel in the way that you would expect a person to feel there's you know doesn't seem to be like guilt or 
he doesn't seem distressed really in any way, except when things don't go as he plans to unplan things. Yeah. Um, and really just does not seem to be connected to other people or himself really aside from all this chaos and violence that he wants to do. But what I yeah. found really interesting though is, so, okay. So here's the thing about um, psychopathy is it's a lot of times it's seen as one version of antisocial personality disorder. Okay. So antisocial personality disorder might sound familiar because our 4th of July episode had Homelander. Oh, yeah. You asked me about narcissism and I said, ah, you know, I don't know, but there's definitely some like antisocial kind of things. Here's the thing. So think about it where, okay, technically you could probably say these are both people that have like antisocial personality disorder or something that seems kind of akin to that. Uh, but they're very different. And so a lot of times people have this misconception that if someone is antisocial, um, that they don't feel, they don't care, they're the joker. But if you think about Homelander, you actually had someone who cared a lot. He just didn't know what to do with it. And so it came out violently yes. versus the Joker where you're like, oh, man, do you care about anything? Right. So very, I, I found it really interesting because it's like, hey, here's a great example of how like you can have one diagnosis that maybe like umbrellas over different people. And if you really break it down, okay, they might both be killing people, but it looks very different. Yes. Yes. And what's I go back and forth on this character so much because it's an absolute brilliant character. Mm -hmm. But at the end of it, it's like he still you you don't know what he's gonna do, but he's very particular in what he does. Mm. Like he's very particular in the way he words things, in the way he says things and what like i said what makes him just such a good villain for batman is batman is all about like hey what can i do to maintain law and order mm. to ensure people's safety and the joker is literally the exact opposite of that he's like what can i do to bring out the worst in people it's interesting though because in a way, Batman is kind of doing the same thing, though, because I'm going to bring law and order by doing what? Breaking the law. Right. And he's, he's causing... Yeah, the thing about Batman is Batman is basically he's causing chaos and confusion to bring in order. the criminal world. Yeah, to bring order. He's yeah. Yeah. He's causing chaos in the criminal world, and the Joker is on the other side of mm -hmm. that. Like, hey, all these normal people... They're criminals too. Yep. They're just as they're just as bad. They're just as bad, and I'm about to show you. And ultimately, he gets proven wrong. But at the same time, there's a part of me that's pretty cynical, and I'm like, somebody would have blown up one of those boats. I know. Somebody would have killed the guard to Post get that thing and blow up that boat. Like that's the thing. Like it. Yeah. It, it was. Post-COVID, Amelia feels the same way. I So, yeah. same thing hit me with um, Wonder Woman 1984 or whatever. 
I have all kinds of issues with that movie. I do too. We're going to have to do it at some point because let's rail on it together. Um, We're going to talk about consent. Oh, yeah. Um, And the fact that, like, maybe she's not all about a guy that she's been hooked up. Anyway. Uh, But that movie did a similar thing where it was like everyone had to give back their wish. And it's Um, like garbage, right? That's complete (laughs) garbage. No way. Like, are you... And they could Are you have made. Me? I know. And they could have. They could have re- logicked it a different way that was much more believable. But yeah, post COVID, a lot of us, I think, see this sort of thing a little differently, and are like, eh, really, really, no one, no one blew anything up. Are we? Are yeah, we sure? Absolutely. Because yeah, post COVID, I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm like, no one blew up that boat. I'm if if so, the reason we know that boat, one of those boats would have gotten blown up. Hell. Both of those boats would have gotten blown up. They would have simultaneously done it because this is a world where someone wouldn't wear a face mask in Burger King, right? Like, yeah. hey, just wear this mask when you go get your cheeseburger and you can take it off as soon as you get back to your car. Nope, can't do it. These are the people that would 100% well, blow that boat up. But there's, here's the thing. Here, but here's what is believable, though, is is the one boat of of the the non-prison imprisoned yeah, people the civilians yeah i don't know what to call i guess them. yeah, yeah that feels know. weird yeah. but um what i found believable was they voted to blow up the the prison transport ferry boat and where they didn't get hung up on the vote they got hung up on the reality of i do this thing and immediately someone else dies now now so here's something that would make them more likely to do it uh, is they all voted on it. So, oh, it's not my responsibility. It's kind of a diffusion of responsibility thing. It wasn't like me. It was all of yeah. us kind of thing. So that could have worked in favor of them doing it. Also, they wouldn't have seen the people die. They would see a, a like boat blow to pieces, but they probably would not easily see actual people dying. So they, there are some things to feel more disconnected, but to... I pull the trigger and then someone dies versus a mask. I wear a mask. If I don't wear a mask, then the people around me may or may not get sick. And then some of those people would potentially may or may not get, you know, so it's the more direct, first off, the more immediate and second off, the more obvious of a harmful thing, then you're going to have more hesitation. Um, But yeah, at the same time, I'm glad you made that point. I'm glad you made that point because one of us has to be less cynical. We can't have a I'm relying on psychology. Insanely cynical people. (laughs) I'm relying on psychology and what we know about what makes people more or less likely to act on something. And so there are reasons to believe that, you know, it would be different if I took off the mask and then the person nearby would literally drop dead or drop sick or whatever. Um, there would probably be a lot less people worrying about the mask. Right. If we were to make it equal, it was like, hey, someone on the boat just doesn't believe the Joker and there's not an actual bomb. And that's just the media wants you to think that our boat has a bomb, but it doesn't have a bomb. And y'all are all sheep for thinking there's a bomb on this boat, even though the guy right there is holding the trigger to the bomb. Just trust me, there is no bomb. Don't ignore everybody. There's no bomb. 
that's closer to that. But we're not we're not talking about 2020 right now. That's a, <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about a great movie. Um <laughs> Oh man. It I, yeah. Yeah, I, it, I do it love... is a tough one, but I have to say though, the the actual acting on it that I it's believable that that's where they got caught. Yeah. They weren't able to move past. No one wants to be the person that pulls that trigger because even there's the one guy that's like, give it to me. I'll do it. And then even he can't do it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I do also like that they focus on the point that, hey, they haven't blown us up yet either. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're not yeah. maybe they're not so bad. But at the same time, yep. what's so horrible is if Batman hadn't stopped the Joker. Yep. He would have he would have blown them both up like he would have done and it there's just, that too yeah just to prove it, a point and just of, to scare people in the future when yeah. he does it again <laughs> well and they essentially did like the real a real he did a real life version of the prisoner's dilemma and so there is this whole thing where sometimes they would kind of um experiment and and see how people would react if you said okay you're in this hypothetical situation and essentially um you know let's say there's a certain amount of money and you can take it you you can take x amount of money without anybody noticing and then no one gets caught and so i i i don't remember the actual details of it but kind of a similar kind of thing so let let's say a certain amount there's a certain amount of money like if if one person takes the money then everything's good if you split the money and you all get less and it adds up to that same amount everyone's good but if multiple people try to take that huge amount of money Police are knocking at your door. They're noticing all this money's gone. That that kind of right. situation, and looking at how people respond to it. So it is kind of one of those things where, theoretically, if the Joker doesn't blow everybody up anyway, which I wouldn't. I guess people didn't really know much about the Joker yet. It was mainly the cops and Batman that knew him. Because five years from then, people are going, "Well, if we don't blow someone up, Joker's going to do it." Yeah. But they yeah, don't know they learned, him that Yeah, they learned that yet. lesson in that universe quick. Like, no, yeah. he actually blew up a hospital. Exactly. Like, he so did they, that. They haven't learned that lesson about him yet, so they don't realize that there's probably that worst-case scenario. But um, it is one of those things where do, uh, do we act in a way that's better for everyone, but I don't get as much for myself as maybe I, I could versus um, we could screw somebody over. So... But- uh, but in, in this scenario, yeah, it is one of those, like, are they going to pull the trigger? We got to pull the trigger first. And that was smart of the Joker. That's how you make it more likely that people would do it. Because if they feel like they're on a time crunch, someone's going to be more likely to to hit that trigger. And even then, he was still manipulating them into the experiment because he announces, like, hey, guess what? I'm just going to start. Uh, I'm just going to start killing people. And guess what? If you try and leave the city, he even scares them onto the ferry because he says, "Yeah, oh, you're yeah. gonna have a surprise for you if you try and take the tunnel or the bridges." It's like, wow, <laughs> wow, you got them on the boat because they were like, "Oh, he said the tunnels and bridges." He didn't say boat, and sure enough, <laughs> he so, was like, "Now my plan begins." So here's another interesting thing to point out as well. Uh, about this whole situation and why it might be believable that it's not only the prison boat that would be potentially considering the trigger using the trigger is a lot of times we might think of 
oh, the people in prison, those are the worst of the worst. Those are the people with, like I was talking about psychopathy when it comes to the Joker or antisocial personality disorder where, and by the way, not everyone in prison has one of these things by any means. Oftentimes we think of, oh, if someone goes to prison, they did something bad. If someone does something bad, our brains try and make sense of the world. If someone does something bad, that means that they are a worse person. That's why they are there. And people not there are better people. Our brains just automatically will try and kind of label things like that. However, just like not everyone in prison has psychopathy, has antisocial personality disorder, or has things where they might kind of manipulate the world around them, not really play by the rules. There's actually a lot of people not in prison who have these attributes. Yeah. Um, In fact, they tend to draw themselves to certain kinds of occupations we yeah. find as well um tend to have kind of higher levels but but they actually um they range but they say like one percent or so of the population uh has anti-social personality disorder and that's actually huh. that's one out of a hundred people one percent huh that's a lot of people oh wow yeah that's about the same amount of people that have schizophrenia um so if you think about it I didn't Both? realize that many people in the population had schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. You know. So there's there's this um there's essentially an acknowledgement in this movie that prison doesn't delineate between people as cleanly as we like for it to be and I really really like right. that. Right. They're right. Yeah, they're wearing orange and got caught you're wearing normal clothes and didn't. That's basically what it's it's almost like saying. It's like, look, they're not that different. And I, I did like the way that that was portrayed, that they weren't just portrayed as savages. Um, and it just, it's one of those things. I, it, I think that even left Batman happily in awe. Like, I think even he was happy. It's like, huh, I, uh... Who thought one of those boats was going to go sky high? <laughs> you know yep, what? Yep. Gotham can be saved. <laughs> I told you, Joker. And he went home and was just like, phew. <laughs> that was a <laughs> close one. But I also love that, like, the Joker is reading Batman throughout this entire movie. And there's one point in the movie that I always laugh at. Because even when the... um the Joker realizes that the Batman is in love with Rachel Dawes because of how he's reacting constantly. And one of the things that's funny (laughs) and that I always think about is when he breaks into the fundraiser and Batman jumps out the window and saves Rachel and just leaves all those other people just up there with him. He is kind of a dumbass. That was the moment. That was the moment. The Joker was like, huh? He has a thing for that racial shit because <laughs> once he saved her, he never came back. <laughs> he was like, screw all these other people. <laughs> I guess uh I guess I got someone to hone in on now since since Harvey Dent's not here, but I'll eventually find him too. <laughs> but, like yeah. it makes you wonder about Superman. Cause I mean he I mean he saves Lois Lois Lane all the time oh yeah once an episode in smallville at least exactly (laughs) yeah you you think more superheroes would be targeted in this way yeah like just yeah just hard yeah just hone in for them which is why yeah it's 
and yeah, right it's it's one of those things like man he really has a thing for her like spider-man <laughs> i feel like does it a little bit well a little bit better because mary jane isn't always in the wrong place mm. at the wrong time lois lane finds villains better than superman does and superman has powers lois lane will like find a lois lane is like a bargain bin shopper for villains like she will just find <laughs> the perfect villain every week two for five dollars she go. should be a cop honestly like if mm. she should be a detective versus a reporter the way that she can just find she, villains she doesn't want to be tied down like that to all those rules and regulations fair yeah fair also fair because she does not she also doesn't you know mind that, breaking laws to get stories you know yeah you know that episode <laughs> of the adventure the adventures of lois and clark where she gets his powers Oh, yes. She should have just kept him. <laughs> what? She'd be better at it. That's what I'm Absolutely. hearing you say. Agreed. No, agreed. Agreed. Definitely. Definitely. And like, I, but it also makes you think, like, looking at this movie, Superman's the perfect superhero to fight the Joker. Like, mm. I, Superman and Batman just need to switch cities. They do. Because Batman could probably outthink on the same level with Lex Luthor. To try and uh, foil yeah. his plans ahead yeah. of time. Mm -hmm. And Superman just has superpowers. It's one of those things like, oh, yeah, Joker, I deactivated both of those bombs already. But Yeah, okay. I guess that's true. I just... Unless we're talking injustice. That's, that's, that's where my brain, my brain keeps going, <laughs> is this Joker has no limits. There, that Joker it, could be the Joker from Injustice that came I, up with that maniacal I, ass plan. Yeah, I think, I think it is. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, definitely. And but I just, oh man, he he really made that movie and and set the bar for good villains in yeah. superhero movies. Yeah, like and and it, you know, I've always said like if you stick the villain, you stick the landing, and that was one of the first mm -hmm. ones because like I like Batman Begins, but yeah. there. The um the villains in that like Ra's al Ghul and and Scarecrow like they didn't stick with me mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. way that this character did this oh, yeah. character it was like I had never seen anything like that and I remember walking out of that movie and being like that's the best comic book movie I've ever seen mm. and even so now good. a lot of people yeah. hold it as their number one and, and I well deserved. There, there are so many things good about it, and yeah, just did a really good job of this is a very, I think good villains and and I like antiheroes too. Oh, yeah. it, they pull, they pull something out of you, and you can really relate to them in some way, even if they're to this extreme, like the Joker, where you were talking earlier everyone's quoting the joker they're not going to go out and murder everybody and manipulate right. everyone like that but it 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 strikes this chord with just some of that dystopian feeling that that comes with reality that i yeah i think that is just so so interesting um and yeah yeah and it, it was just the some of his some of his deliveries on things it just so it gave me chills like when i also was rewatching it also the camera <laughs> his delivery but like so so one of yeah. the i think one of the best scenes is he's hanging upside down and from the rope 
Batman has him swinging. And he's essentially talking about how he might seem completely off kilter and chaotic, but it's actually what is, he's what makes sense. And he's essentially like trying to turn the world on its head. And as he's talking, they turn the camera. So he's right side up. And honestly, and it's one of those things. Yeah. And that's what one of his lines when he's uh, talking, he's like, I'm an agent of chaos. And the thing about Mm -hmm. chaos is it's fair. And I I do love Mm -hmm. that monologue when he's talking. He's like, nobody panics when things go according to plan, even if it's something terrible. Mm -hmm. If a a gang member gets shot or a bunch of soldiers get blown up, Mm -hmm. nobody panics because it's like, oh, yeah, that sort of thing happens. But if I kill the mayor or I blow up a hospital, everyone loses their minds because Mm -hmm. that's not in the plan. And it was one of those things where it just, that even caught me off guard because I'm like, yeah, that's so, that's so true, right? You hear about a bunch of, you hear about soldiers getting killed in another, in another country. And you're like, wow, that's horrible, but you're not losing sleep over it. Versus a mass shooting at a mall or a Walmart or a laundromat. Something that you're like, okay, what is this? This is complete chaos. That's the wrong place for this kind of thing to happen. And that even catches, that catches all of us off guard. And that's what's so interesting about his character. You walked out of that movie and he had you thinking. Like you were just sitting there thinking like, oh my God. God, like he just set the bar for this. And it was that much more heartbreaking when you hear like Heath Ledger passed away like right after making that because it's just like, man, you really just like showed the world that you were one of the greatest actors of all time. (laughs) And then You know, I I I don't think I'd want to be that great of an actor. Yeah. I just the place you have to put yourself i would assume to to really encapsulate a character let's take this character for example because he was a method actor wasn't he oh god was he i think that would make it even worse i want to say he was way worse way worse yeah it just because you have to I, i think for most actors anyway you have to pull from something yeah and that would just take so much to pull for some of these characters out there that would just be really tough yeah to 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 be able to go go there but like yeah kudos and Mm -hmm. job well done because absolutely phenomenal antithesis to batman Um, and like that's what they that's what he nailed so well is that he is Batman would like to be lawful good. He wants lawful good, but he's chaotic good. Batman's chaotic good. And Joker is straight up chaotic evil to the bone. He's organized chaos. Yeah? You think I just... I mean, think about everything you talked about. Yeah. He's calculated. He's planning. He... And he's able to shift and problem solve to the point where 
something that could not have been his original plan seems like he planned it all along. I, and I think that's why it's so interesting seeing them play off of each other. You have chaos bringing order and order bringing chaos. Yeah. And I say, I'll, okay, so I'll say he's chaotic evil just because he doesn't have a master plan as far as what he's trying to mm. accomplish. He's like, fine, let's just see where it all goes. I'm going to blow up both of them. No one did it. All right. See you next week. Like it's, <laughs> if Batman hadn't caught him, he wouldn't have stopped. <laughs> he would have been like, well, I'm going to try it. But this time with a school bus, like that's what he would well, have and, done. And he even comments on this. Uh, what does he say? What happens when, uh, um, what was it? What happens when a blanking it? When an uh, an unstoppable force meets an immovable what was it? I can't remember. Hold on. Yeah, he said he says what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. He even takes it to like physics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and it's hitting on exactly what you're talking about. He's not going to stop. And yeah. Batman's not going to stop either. He's not going to stop stopping him. And, and so, yeah, it's 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 fun because the thing is comic book like a regular moviegoer is going to see this and they're like this is a good movie. And us comic book fans are sitting there watching it and we're like, this is the beginning mm -hmm. of something that's really going to go the test of time. Like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they introduce them and we're, we're just sitting there like, oh, man, this Batman, is, you think you're stressed now. <laughs> this is death of the family, Joker. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, Batman, you is. think you're you think you're stressed now. Yeah. Just wait. Like, that's the thing. Like, we're. It was great seeing it, like, as an origin story, like, Batman's first encounter with this Joker that we just, because it, it's like, oh, man, mm -hmm. this is it. This is going to be nuts. This is going to be wild. Like, I would have loved to have seen this Joker in The Dark Knight Rises, like, mm. because I'm willing to bet, like, Bane would would have kept him in prison. <laughs> If he could have, <laughs> like, no, don't let him out. Like, yes, let all the Arkham inmates out, but definitely keep that particular one yep. locked up because we don't, we, no, we just don't need that. Like, Joker's not in the, Joker doesn't, Amanda Waller doesn't want Joker in the Suicide Squad, mm -mm, mm -mm. right? She brings him on the team. He doesn't care about a bomb in his head. He's like, <laughs> let's put a bomb in everyone's head. Let's. Oh, God, you're so right. Yeah. Everybody should have a bomb in their head. Let's do it and give everyone the trigger. And you know, the most messed up part of that is where does your brain go? That would be more fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Some of those the people probably off. Had, had pretty doing terrible the wrong starts. Thing. Yeah. Part of you gets it. And yeah. that, that is what makes a good villain. Yeah. And that's why we were, people got infatuated with them, whether it was good or bad. People got infatuated with them because, man, the dude made some good points, even though he was a super dark character. <laughs> yeah, he was such a dark character. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what these. Well, I guess we're seeing some of the next iterations of of the joker and, and i mean we've talked about potentially doing more than one version of him because man there are so many out there um, oh yeah definitely i would love to 
we we're yeah because like gosh even even the joaquin phoenix joke i was just thinking about his phenomenal yeah. character yeah. phenomenal Coming from character. a very from a very different perspective mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i need to rewatch that movie actually yeah uh i've i've heard i like I, I, I've heard some people really, really like it, and I was really compelled by it. And then I've heard some really good points just about, you know, that balance, right, of, of okay, things happen to you, and also you're responsible for your actions and yeah. kind of that, that balance of things. But, um, yeah. Every iteration of the Joker brings something memorable, even if it's not uh, the, your favorite Joker. I feel like it comic book fans can remember something yeah. about every Joker. Yeah. <laughs> every iteration of him. Because he's, he is I, he's he's one of the he's 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 the most iconic, suit, like, villain there right. is in the, in the comic book universe. Like, he's the most iconic. Like, if some, like, you know, like, it's one of those things. He's, he's the number one over overall like everybody knows the joker joker's extremely iconic and yeah i'm i loved what heath ledger um did with his character and honestly i re-watching this movie i was super it was it reminded me just how good it is because honestly i hadn't watched it in a really long time because dark knight rises left a bad taste in my mouth and it's Mm. hard for me to watch part twos when i know part threes are horrible (laughs) Uh, it's 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 really difficult for me to do it. I mean, um, well, let's be fair. It's it's the same guy playing Batman, but they don't feel connected to me, really. Yeah. yeah. Same Commissioner Gordon, same Batman. They kind of talk about, like you said, you know, after Heath Ledger <laughs> died, I feel like they clean slated it. But yeah, they did. They yeah, I think I think Nolan definitely had different plans for that uh for that third that third movie. Because Has he ever after, shared what the original plans were? I'm not sure. I've heard rumors. Mm. I've heard rumors here and there, but I don't know what's true and what isn't. I don't think he's ever come forward and said anything specific. But if so, fans, please let us know, because I would love to keep yeah. talking about uh, about this. More. About and what could have been. Yeah. And also tell us who your favorite Joker, who your favorite Joker is. Who's your favorite Joker? I cheat. I cheat because I go animated series. I go, oh, oh I mean, Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Mark Hamill. I che- it's. I feel like it's cheating because people are like, who's what? your favorite Batman? It's like Kevin Conroy because Batman the animated series is so okay. good. Right? So, and so, so when, yeah. I, I guess I get what you're saying because maybe it's not so, kind of like you were saying how the villain made this movie. And yeah. so it's not, the best Batman movie. Yeah, I don't I don't care. Yeah, I don't. But it's an excellent movie. I get what you're saying because Batman the animated series. I mean, I love Kevin Conroy to death. You know what I mean? But I I, I love Kevin Conroy, but I do get what you're saying where I feel like that is just a really good story and compilation altogether. Yeah. Versus it's a great universe. someone standing out on their right. own. Like what stood out? What stood out for me in this movie about Batman was like one, he's super attached to Rachel, super mm. attached, and then two, 
I thought his voice was weird in the first one. And then they gave him like five times more, many, as many lines <laughs> in this one. And I was just like, this is painful to listen to because he started like speaking entire paragraphs in the yeah. Batman voice. And I'm like, that's got to be exhausting. Like, either you die hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I'm like, you can tell Christian Bell is so tired. <laughs> Trying to I mean, get that at out. least it's not Misha Collins as Castiel because he was trapped doing that for years. Oh man, like yeah, like like fifteen years. He's just like hating, like and just like completely straining and vexing his vocal cords. I wonder if he sounds different now just because of the right. Um, so I would have to say if we're talking, if we're not talking comics and we're just talking, uh, you know the cartoons or live action. I actually, I mean, obviously Heath Ledger's amazing. Um, so he would probably be top, but I, I think other than that, I really like, uh, I don't remember the actor's name, but he played the, the kid in Gotham. Oh yeah. Uh, Jerome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The actor. The, character, you know, they allude yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. I, I was very impressed. And I was, was like, how does... He was awesome. He did like, really how does, well. How does a kid He did really well. That? I mean, yeah. you got Heath Ledger to live up to, and I thought he nailed it. He did He did a very good job. He did a great job. Yeah, I don't... I tell you, it's they're all so different because my nostalgia goggles growing up watching Nicholson Joker, like... Oh, yeah. Also, absolutely... I... Phenomenal. Like, you know, like I... Yeah. yeah, I I really <laughs> hope this isn't offensive, but I feel like that was mainly Jack Nichols. How much do you think he had to act? <laughs> He's such a good actor, right? Like, I don't know. No, like, he you is. See him, like, you see but him I mean, at, like, Laker games, and it's like, is that the Joker right there? Is that just... <laughs> right! It's, like, what is he doing? Like, yeah. I think he did a phenomenal job, and I think that Jack Nicholson might just have characteristics about himself that he was just able to have fun and play with. He just happened to be the perfect character for that role, <laughs> right? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, right? Like, it's, yeah, it was, that's true. That's true. I, I, I do wonder, like, how much of it was, like, him, like, all right, this is how I think this character should be played versus, hey, Jack, just have fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, you know, there's nothing did. wrong. With it. He, he nailed it for sure. I, right. I do like, just really like those, those dark renditions, like, um, in the comics, the, the Joker that does death of the family and he, and he essentially tortures every single mm. kid that, yeah. <laughs> that Bruce has ever taken under his wing yeah. that to the point was, where they yeah. all le- abandon him. Yeah. And that then, was, yeah. Yeah. And then that's, that's the same Joker where they end up you know, in a cave underneath Gotham and where you get the whole restart of, of Bruce yeah. later on. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we're going to have to do death of the family now because yeah, that's a that whole, a that's a one. really good storyline to dig in, oh, to man. dig into. And you, I want to devote. You're the, I think yeah. you're the one that told me to read that. And I started reading, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Where's his face? What is happening right now? I have so many questions. Oh, um, but yeah, like, um, I think that, uh, but yeah, going back, Heath, Heath Joker is definitely going, I, I think he definitely set the bar. Like, w- nobody can play Joker now without people thinking about Heath Ledger's it's true. Joker. Yeah. No, no one can, because he took, he, he made an, he, 
that was an all-star and well it was an oscar-winning performance yeah. yeah in a comic book movie yeah unheard of right like that was like that was big that was back, extremely back then big. i was weird for liking batman so much right that yeah. was when it wasn't as that was when it wasn't as cool that was when it wasn't <laughs> as cool this movie made like yeah it this was one of the movies that took a step toward nerdum nerddom mm. just becoming pop culture and it's yeah. because of what he did with that role because people yeah, that weren't comic book fans watched it and they were just like whoa mm -hmm. what a villain what a character right i mean he just yeah he took it to another level and gosh missed that guy thanks for nerding out with us i'm clinical psychologist dr amelia brown and I'm educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeamJVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.